Roma face there and picking up the pieces. You're listening to Girls Around Town here on Radio Note 107.8 FM with me, June Rollins. And talking about picking up, I'm about to pick up the phone because at the other end of it is my first guest today. His name is Ian Merrill. Ian, good morning. Morning, June. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. And me too. Um, now, y- you are somewhere down south, aren't you? Quite a way away. No, I'm actually, I'm not actually. Um, my colleague Graham, who you'll be talking to later, is down south. I'm just south of Manchester. Oh, I've got, the, I've got it the wrong way round. Yes, Don't it's worry. Graham who's down south, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, of course. So yeah. you're up north. Uh, or sort of up north, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right, Ian, thank you very much indeed for, um, agreeing to talk to us this morning. Pleasure. Now, we are going to be talking about Shannon Trust in, in various different, um, respects. So first of all, let's start with you. If I remember rightly, you became Chief Exec, was it 2020? Uh, yes, it yes. Is October of last year, which is an unusual time to be <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, and, and were you involved with the trust before then, or was this a, a new um, area for you? Uh, it's, a, it's a new organisation and a new role. I've, I've worked in the charity sector for about 25 years. Right. Uh, but I came, the Shannon Trust were advertising for this role last year and I saw it and was lucky enough to be offered the job and joined in October. And and what was it in particular that, that made you think this is where I want to be? Yeah, there's a few things that came together really. So firstly, uh, you know, the, the work that the charity does is obviously very important and certainly resonated with me. I mean, I've always loved reading. Join uh, the club, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and the idea that you can't read and the limitations that that places on you is is pretty profound really indeed um but also as i thought more and more about the organization i could see that um there was a real opportunity to build on the work that had been done before uh and and try and do much more so those things combined made it a sort of exciting opportunity i think absolutely maybe maybe not the best time to be starting anything really in in the middle of a pandemic well, a pandemic but i'm yeah. sure that that um, just gave extra challenges and we'll perhaps talk about that in a moment so sure. the the trust itself shannon trust yeah it's been going for some time yes and just tell us in sort of broad terms what it does and why it does it yeah okay so yeah, we've been around for about 20 years now, and we work primarily across the all the prisons in England, Northern Ireland and Wales. So that's 120-odd prisons. Mm-hmm. And at any one time, there's around about 80,000 people in, in those prisons. Good grief. Yeah, and um, about 50% of those people struggle to read and probably half that number can't read at all. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. somewhere in the region of perhaps 20,000 people in prison any one time can't read. So what we've been doing for a number of years is doing something about that. And our basic approach is to work with prisoners who can read and train them to be able to coach prisoners who can't read. So we have prisoner mentors coaching prisoner learners and the way we do that is to use something called turning pages and that's a program that we've devised and it uses phonics to take somebody along that reading journey using a number of different manuals so over time somebody can build up their skills and confidence 
and move towards becoming a reader. And and longer term effects, of course. I mean, in in the sort of short term, as it were, in, in the immediate um, the immediate result, maybe is yeah. that people are able to keep in touch with families and friends. I think is one of the things, isn't it? Yeah, that's a big a big thing for for the people we work with, and of course something that we're really interested in. If you're in prison being able to either keep in touch with your family or friends or sometimes to be able to re-establish contact mm, mm. with your family and friends is going to be a big deal, particularly as you come out of prison and, and try to uh, start up a new life, certainly. Absolutely. And, and also an, an, another benefit that you mention on your website um, of, um, of, of the work is that when, when these um, prisoners return to um, their homes or or, yeah. or wherever they are better equipped to get um a a, 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 a job or you know whatever they've, they've they've been trained in into they've got new skills that's the word i'm looking for isn't yeah. it which can help them yeah i think that and that starts in prison i mean if you if you imagine not being able to read or not being able to read very well even very simple things day to day like perhaps filling in um, the uh, food request, the menu, mm, looking at mm, a menu is mm. difficult. And one of the things that we, we've noticed over the years is that sometimes people will pick the same thing week on week uh, because they're not able to read the menu. Indeed, So they'll yeah. tick the same box. But, you know, moving beyond that, if when we're talking about people leaving prison and, and uh, making a new start, usually... You know, looking for employment is going to be part of that. And that's going to be much more realistic if you are able to read. Things like being able to read a job advert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fill in an application form that, you know, you need to read through. It, it's a it's a big bonus if you're able to do that, of course. Absolutely. And, and these are things that the majority of us just so take for granted, don't we? I mean... Um, you said yourself you're a big reader i'm a big reader there is not a day goes past that i'm not reading a book of some description but it's it's sort of things like um now we can do it going into a cafe and being able to order you know um the right kind of coffee or the right kind of sandwich you you just do that without even thinking don't you absolutely Um, i mean reading a bus or train time yes yes uh, reading a road sign i mean if you if we spent 60 seconds listing it, you'd already, you'd see very quickly how f- fundamental it is to Absolutely. Um, day-to-day life. And and it's just, it, it, it really is something that you d- you don't give a second thought to, do you? you know, and, when, and when you're a reader, you, you tend to take it for granted. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, perhaps don't don't give that much thought to the fact that there are a lot of people out there, not, not just um, prisoners, but there are a lot of people out there who don't have that very... Um, important in a lot of ways ability so um the role that your your um mentors and your volunteers people like graham are carrying out it it, it really can change lives can't it yeah absolutely and i know that you're talking to graham later and he'll tell you about his role in more detail but you know I, I, i would want to say here that our work is absolutely reliant upon the role of volunteers which we is have Sorry, go on. I was going to say we have a lot, a lot of volunteers working across the country. They do, they, they're involved in training prisoner mentors. 
they're involved in working with the prisons themselves to make sure that the program can run effectively and of course they've all had to um cope as everybody else has but it, it's had a profound effect i think during the pandemic Indeed, none of us yes, have been yeah. able to get into prison yes yeah so so um c- coming back to this the, the, the pandemic idea jo- yeah. whilst this has been going on and it seems like forever doesn't it um what how how have you been able to adapt to at least continue something i mean have there yeah. been ways you could do it yes there have and uh, you, your listeners may not be aware of the impact of a, a pandemic on a prison itself i mean it's it does really change things I, I can imagine yeah yeah so things people can't move around in the same way uh prisoners for their own safety are often locked in cells mm. for you know, many mm. hours so that changes the ability for people to take part in a program like uh, turning pages with the shannon trust so what we what we did was as we you know adapted to the pandemic we thought of how we can do what we do in a different way so we developed the option for new mentors to be trained using a a new cd that we produced um, that you can also learn to be a mentor through a self-study guide Um, we have generate or we develop lots of different activity packs so that a prisoner can stay in the cell but also work through some interesting or entertaining uh word puzzles for example just Mm. to keep them engaged Mm. during a difficult time and then most recently we've started to um film the different manuals that we use using um uh you know a, a person on screen talking you through the manual so we're starting to test that now in different prisons and see how that works with people and um, so we've been able to adapt i think that we're all hoping that the the recent uh unlock if we can call it that <laughs> continues and that will mean we're able to get back into prisons more and more and, and resume the sort of activity the levels of activity that we're used to indeed and 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 the the, the way that it's been um done during um lockdowns and restrictions and everything presumably it is um to a certain extent at least being successful and it's keeping the the impetus going um and helping those people that are at the receiving end as it were yeah um i mean i think it's been extremely difficult for people in prison and the people who work in prison of course who try to do their level best in very difficult circumstances but we've managed to keep some program activity going our data is telling us it's now starting to pick up so we're seeing more activity in an increasing number of prisons as their particular regimes relax a little but i think there's still some way to go before it will uh, well it probably won't return to to normal i think there will be there will be longer term changes to the way that prisons operate which hopefully we can work with and increase the number of opportunities for people to learn to read. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to the Turning Pages um, yeah. initiative, I think I remember when I was reading your website that um, 6,000 prisoners have been helped since it was launched in 2005, is that right? It's, um, so Turning Pages is relatively new programme. We, we actually wrote that and started using it about five years ago. Um, 
So in a, in a typical year, we would work with something like 3,500 or 4,000 people a year. That's new learners. Um, so, but as I said, the, the level of need in the prison uh, estate is, is much higher. So we're now thinking about how we can increase uh, our range and how we can work with more people in future. Um, but yeah, there's a, you know, many thousands of benefited from taking mm. part in the program mm. and that's both learners and mentors i think there's lots of benefit benefits for mentors in, indeed yes i'm sure there must be yes. yeah i mean it's great i think what we're told what mentors tell us is that it's great to be able to uh, give something back if you like to make a positive contribution to another individual but also the life of the prison and it probably helps as well as as those mentors go on to do you know, to their own new starts as they leave prison. I think it's it's a good a good thing to have done. Indeed, yes, indeed. Now, um, in terms of volunteers, how many volunteers, approximately how many volunteers you have across the country, do you know? Yeah, so around about 150. Mm. We've got a number of vacant positions at the moment because, because of the pandemic, a number of people have decided that they don't want to continue, but that's sort of fairly, mm. Uh, mm. I think that was to be expected. So, uh, quick plug, Yes, please go to the <laughs> website, lots of information there. And we, we have a different roles, um, but the, the, the one that Graham will talk to you about is focused on in and out of going in and out of prisons but we have different roles as well and as i say volunteers are so important to what we do uh if anyone is interested please please take a look and and basically if 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 um if you're if, if you are thinking about being a volunteer it, I, I don't mean sort of professional qualification but what kind of abilities qualifications in inverted commas what what are you looking for in, yeah. in your volunteers i think i think our, our volunteers come from a range of different backgrounds they've done different things and many bring with them lots of different skills and experiences but i think there's some sort of core things that you know you'd want to see in a volunteer uh good communication skills uh you need to be able to communicate with mm. um uh, different people um probably persistence is probably <laughs> going to be really important because sometimes um you know prisons can be dif- difficult places to work it's just the you know it's just the reality of a prison environment sure. sometimes you have yeah. to be very patient things don't happen quickly uh, that's you know you have to deal with that um i think a commitment to you know what we do which is you know teach people to learn to read a passion for that is very important um probably being able to work as a part of a team i think that's really important mm. whilst a mm. lot of the work that volunteers do it will be um on their own we, we also work as part of a team so sure. working with others is going to be critical as well fantastic ian it's been great to talk to you before you go just tell yep. people briefly and we will repeat it and i'm pretty sure there is also a link on my own website anyway just tell people the name of your website where they can find out more yeah so you can go to www.shannontrust.org.uk uh, loads of information on there and uh, please get in touch with us via our uh, contact page if you if you do want further information and i, and I think i'm am i right in thinking there is a 
Facebook page? Have I seen a Facebook page? Yeah, there's a Facebook page. We're on, I think we're on uh, other forms of social media. Are Aren't available. we all these days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you can usually find us by um, Poppy Shannon Trust in your search engine. Absolutely. Ian, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Um, as I say, I will, uh, well, you know I'm talking to Graham a little bit later yeah. on, and we will repeat that website. We will, um, well, we've already put out information in various different ways to um, encourage people to get in touch. Um, fingers crossed um, on your behalf that things get a little bit back to normal um, in terms of your volunteers and your mentors being able to get together and continue the work that the Trust does. Sure. And do enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks very much, Jean. It's good been to lovely talk to, to talk to you. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye, and you okay. too. That was Ian Merrill from Shannon Trust. Um, and as Ian and I both said, we're going to be talking to Graham Keel from the, uh, one of the volunteers for the Trust in just a little while. 